Well, I'll tell you what, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you just, um, you got to just to think about being into Christ and to what that means. And um, I hope that you're there. But if you're not, I hope that you get there soon in your life. Open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. Matthew, chapter 5. And we're going to continue in our series in the Sermon on the Mount. We're still in the Beatitudes part of, of that, uh, that sermon. And uh, uh, last time, last week, we talked about being meek and what that means. And uh, today we're moving on to the next one of the Beatitudes. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, for years... Uh, we have lived in a hurried lifestyle. And, uh, when we came back from Romania on deputation, we were we spent days on end driving here and there. Uh, and when we stopped for a meal, most of the time it was fast food. It was just part of the routine. Uh, our missionary is also going through that right now. We became very acquainted with the, the types of restaurants in the country and and many times when I asked Tanya what the, uh, what she wanted, her response was either pizza or Taco Bell. I mean, that's just uh, that 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 is what she wants. And um, uh, you know, she could eat tacos and pizza every day. I think she she said that a time or two. Uh, to, to, you know, today we still live in a fast pace, pace uh, life, but we don't always have to be somewhere at a certain time. We have a little bit more time and. Uh, and, and we could we could enjoy sitting down in another type of restaurant, you know, a sit down service type restaurant. But but oftentimes when she is asked where she wants to eat, she'd still say pizzas or tacos. <laughs> uh, she likes that, you know. She's satisfied with pizzas and tacos, and uh, uh, everyone has something that satisfies your hunger. And uh, when we consider today's message, uh, we are talking about. Uh, hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. So spiritually speaking, what do you hunger for? What do you hunger for? Uh, uh, what do you thirst for? Uh, what are you satisfied with today? Uh, as we look at our text this morning, I ask for the standing and the reading of the Word of God in, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 5 uh, and verse number 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings of this week. Dear Lord, we're hearing reports of how that you're working in people's lives this week. And, and we just praise you for all that you do, dear Lord. And as we look at this message, dear Lord, I pray that you would uh, uh, bring to surface the hunger and thirst that we have or, or should have for righteousness this morning. I pray, dear Lord, that we will cling to you, that we'll learn of you, and that we'll follow you with our lives uh, as we go through our life today. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for all you do for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. All of us hunger and thirst for something. 
And I'm not talking now about water. I'm not talking about food. But there is a hunger and a thirsting in all of us. Uh, Jesus used this metaphor to speak of our desires. He used this to talk about the desires of our heart. He, the desires of our life. What we pursue. Uh, what we seek after. What we are ambitious about. Uh, all of us today have a desire for something. The advertisers bet you are seeking something. Uh, as it gets close to time to eat, the food commercials come on. Uh, you, you didn't even realize that you were hungry until you saw that commercial. Uh, they made the food look so good you could almost smell it. Uh, the restaurant commercials would create a hungry desire for us to satisfy. Jesus uses uh, these two things, hunger and thirst. He is saying, this is the kind of passion and desire I want you to have for me. Uh, and, and I want you to hunger after me. I want you to thirst after me. Uh, we don't know much about hunger and, 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 and thirst in the physical sense in this country. And we should thank God for that. Uh, in, in the first century Palestine, they had hunger. They, there were people that were hungry. If a man had a piece of land and, and, and a well on it, uh, he was considered prosperous and he was wealthy. Uh, uh, but today we have an abundance of food uh, and water and we don't understand the intensity of hunger and thirst that the people of the first century encountered. Uh, we've all seen the pictures of children uh, with the swollen stomachs and, and, and that due to hunger. This is the most intense desire uh, for food and water that we have seen. Uh, here Jesus is saying to today's Christians are to have an intense desire. Uh, we are to have a longing or passion for righteousness. Uh, uh, he said, blessed is the man, blessed is the woman, blessed is the teenager, blessed is the child who have this overwhelming appetite for righteousness. The world would never say that. The world would say, blessed is the man that is handsome, blessed is the man that has power, uh, that has uh, position, has prestige. Uh, Jesus doesn't say that. He says, blessed is the man that has an undying hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to say something about these words used in our text. Uh, both uh, are words that mean that this is an ongoing desire. It's, a, it's something that is, is, it is in our life and it continues to go on. Uh, this hungering uh, this, this, this this, and thirsting after righteousness... It's, it's more than just a Sunday morning uh, only idea. It means you go through the week. As you go, you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. You know, it's easy to be good on Sunday when you're surrounded by Christians. But when we go through the week and we don't have that circle of Christians around us, uh, sometimes we lose our appetite for righteousness. And, it's, and that's what this verse is talking about. The hungering and thirsting uh, for righteousness. There are three things I want us to see uh, in this passage here this morning. The first thing I want us to see is the hunger that we experience. The hunger that we experience. Right now, all of you are hungering and thirsting. Even if you're not even saved, you are hungering and 
and thirsty. Even if you have, haven't been to church in six months, you are hungering and thirsting. Uh, do you know what, why I say that? God puts it in the heart of man uh, that, that to a hunger or for meaning and fulfillment. Uh, he puts that in the, in the heart of every man. Uh, and the, the, the problem is uh, that, that sometimes we're hungering and thirsting, but, we're, we, but it is directed towards the wrong things. We're directing it towards wrong things. That's why some people go off in sexual immorality in their lives. They, they, they're seeking love. They're seeking fulfillment. They're seeking gratification. Uh, they're seeking acceptance. Uh, there's an emptiness in their heart and, and an emptiness in their soul and they're trying to find it in another person. The answer is not found in, in living a moral life. There, is, there are some that are seeking it uh, from a bottle. Uh, they are drowning in, by, that desire by getting wasted. Uh, they live for Friday night and can't remember anything until Monday morning when they have to go back to work because they've spent all their money. Uh, uh, yet they are not satisfied. Uh, they, they, they take drugs, they take pills, they smoke intoxicants, they inject poison into their veins because they are searching for meaning and purpose. Uh, meaning and purpose and fulfillment are not found in human relationships through promiscuity. It's not found in a pill or a bottle. It's found in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's where you're going to satisfy that longing, that desire. That's where life is found. That's where meaning is found. So the question is uh, not are you hungry or thirsty. The question is are you looking in, uh, to the right person to be filled, to be satisfied. Uh, that, that right person is the Lord Jesus. Is there anyone who would like to have that today? Would, you say, would anyone say that's what I want I'm tired of the games, I'm tired of the shows, I'm tired of chasing the wind, always being disappointed and empty. Today, I'd like to have a purpose and fulfillment and satisfaction. Come to Jesus today and be completely satisfied. Be completely satisfied. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. We all have a hidden hunger. We all have a hidden hunger. The prodigal son had a hidden hunger. Uh, like you and I have. A hidden hunger. Uh, they, they, he went to his dad one day and said, I, I, I want my inheritance. Uh, he says, I, I know you're not dead, but I wish you were. And, and, and just pretend that you are and give me what's coming to me. Uh, that was his attitude. And, and he went into a far country. He went into a far country. He wasted his substance on riotous living. He had a hunger. And he thought that his hunger could be satisfied in a far country. Well, away from the rules of daddy's house. And, uh, he, but his hunger uh, didn't satisfy him. He, instead, he hit rock bottom. He hit rock bottom. It led him to eating with the hogs. Folks, that hunger and thirst that you have uh, will put you eating with the hogs unless you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How do we know that Jesus will satisfy that hunger? How do we know? Well, John 6.35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. 
He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. When we receive Jesus, we are and will always be satisfied of our hunger and thirst. There was the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Jesus began to, to talk to her. The woman uh, told Jesus she wasn't married. Jesus said, you're right. Uh, that, that you have been married five times and the man that you're with now is not your husband. Jesus knew her. <coughs> she had been hungry and thirsty. She had looked here and there and never found it. And Jesus told her, I'll give you water to drink. And if I give you this water, you will never thirst again. That thirst that, that you have can only be satisfied if you uh, drink from the well of the Lord uh, in His salvation and receive Jesus as the Savior. That sad thirst will be satisfied. It's what Jesus told the woman at the well. Come drink of this water and, and your, uh, your thirst will be quenched. Uh, secondly, I want us to see there was a, there was a hunger a, a, that we experience. And secondly, there, there is a holiness that we exhibit. A holiness that we are exhibit. Blessed are they which, which hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is an interesting word. Uh, it, it has the idea of being right. It, it, to be right, have a right relationship with God. Matthew and Paul uh, used the word in two different uh, uh, contexts. Uh, when Paul used the term, he generally meant to be made right in the sight of God. Uh, Matthew, Matthew uses the word righteous or, or righteousness uh, seven times in the Sermon on the Mount. He, he doesn't mean in any of his cases that, that, that he is trying to convey getting right in the sight of God, but he's talking about the responsibility of being made right uh, in the sight of God. There, there are three uses of the word righteous. There's, the, there's positional righteousness. Positional righteousness. Uh, what we, we call that justification when we get saved. The Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. Uh, we're, we're all sinners. God isn't just picking on you when he says there is none righteous. Uh, there's none, not a, a zilt, zero. Uh, no, not one that is righteous. Uh, and, and he says when we hunger and thirst for the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, we put our faith and trust in him. When we have a hunger for Jesus, we put our, we put our faith in, in Jesus. We, we trust in Him. The Bible says that God imputes the righteousness of Jesus to us. God cre uh, God's attributes His righteousness on us. Uh, uh, attributes Jesus' righteousness uh, on us. He, he puts it on us. He, he gives it to us. It is not your righteousness. It is righteousness created to your account. Too many people today are trying to have their own righteousness. They're trying to, uh, to, to prove their own righteousness. But it's not your, your righteousness that, that does any good. It's God's righteousness that has been imputed into your life. Uh, uh, you understand it is not your righteousness that's going to get you to heaven. Uh, your goodness is not going to do it. No one can be good enough to get to heaven. That is not the goal. Uh, we should be good, but that goodness is not going to get you to heaven. 
Uh, you, you, if you're trying to work there, you've got a long road ahead. If you, in fact, if you've got an endless road, you're not going to get there. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. Uh, uh, your goodness is not going to do it. It's not what you have done. It's what Jesus has done for us that gets us there. It's the recept, accepting uh, what Jesus has already done. When you get saved, God imputes to you or attributes to you the righteousness of His only begotten Son to your account. He uh, registers His righteousness to your account. That's what He does. Another thing, when God, when God declares you righteous, listen, when He declares you righteous, you can never be declared unrighteous. We are eternally righteous when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's another use for the word righteous in its, in its practical righteousness. Sanctification. This would be conforming your life to the will of God. Uh, it, it, when God's will is demonstrated by our, our, our lives. Uh, our, when God's will is in step with our will. How, how is that working for you today? Is your will in step with God's will? Uh, <coughs> this is the righteousness that he speaks about here in this text. There is a third type of righteousness, and it's called permanent righteousness. And, and, and when, we, when we are with the Lord in heaven, when we finally leave this body and are in the presence of the Lord, uh, when we have put away this earthly body and put on the glorified body, we will be permanent righteous in the sight of God. Uh, we, will, we will have permanent righteousness. Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are they that desire and long for to always be conformed to the will of God. What is the opposing side of doing God's will? Well, it's doing our will. Is doing what we want. Has your will ever gotten you in trouble? <laughs> has it ever gotten you in a tight spot? Uh, uh, you know, has your will ever truly satisfied you? Uh, has your will ever filled that longing and desire that's in your heart? You may have done what you wanted to do. You may have done it when you wanted to do it. You, 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 on how you wanted to do it for as long as you wanted to do it but you can't make yourself be filled you can't fill yourself only God can do that and it is, it is His will and not your will that does it it says that there is a holiness that describes our lives righteousness what do you think people that, the people that thought when they heard Jesus say this there was the Pharisees there. Uh, they probably thought that this righteousness is, a, is an outward conforming to the law of God. Uh, they had that down pat. They, they were the examples for all to follow. They, they bragged about their conforming. Uh, they, they figured they didn't need this lecture. They, they, they were already righteous. They didn't need to hear this. And, and, and uh, um, they, uh, they let me remind you of one thing, though, uh, that, it, that it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. Uh, if you think you need, if you don't need the preaching and the Bible study that goes on here throughout the week, you are wrong. You're wrong. You will never get all you need. 
The Pharisees were proud of the idea that they had it all figured out. They were demonstrating outward conformity, uh, outward uh, 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 conformity to the interpretations of the, of the rabbis. Uh, but you know what outward conformity to a set of laws is? It's legalism. Legalism makes you grumpy. It makes you cranky. It makes you critical and fault-finding. And, and you'll never find satisfaction in keeping rules and laws. But you will find it perfectly and wonderfully in the Lord Jesus. You'll find it by following Him. He says this is not a righteousness you have because you, you never miss Sunday school. It's not a righteousness that you have uh, because you give the right amount of money each Sunday. Uh, this is a righteousness because you are right in your relationship to God. And on, on the one hand, and on the other hand, you are conformed to the will of God. You're right when your relationship with God, and, and then also you are conforming to the will of God. Two things there. It satisfies your soul. Uh, it, it's like being hungry and thirsty, being satisfied and being filled. When I was growing up, when I was a young man, a young child actually, uh, at home, uh, it was the routine and, uh, of our family back in the day that uh, on Sunday mornings we would have a, a very nice breakfast. We'd have, have eggs and grits and toast and, and if there was some meat in the freezer, we might have some sausage uh, and and, uh, and and it, it was satisfying. It was good, and and you know all through the rest of the week, you know we trying to get to go to school and work and things going on. It was cereal, you know. You you, you help yourself and, and and take care of yourself. But on Sunday mornings, that was just a, a regular routine that we went through to have that breakfast that was satisfying, and and uh, I would. Uh, I would take my, my, my meal and, you know, I'd mix the eggs and grits together, put some salt on it, and boy, it was good. And, and I still like that today, you know. And, and uh, when, when we got done, we were filled and we were satisfied. Uh, but by the time next week rolled around, guess what I was hungry for? I Guess what I wanted? Uh, it, it was, I was satisfied, but I wanted it again. Uh, he says there is a holiness that we are to be hungry for, a holiness that we are to be thirsty for. We ought to have a scripture reference in our Bible here about this, in, in this verse, referring back to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 and verse 30. You ought to have that because the meaning of that verse says that Christ is our righteousness. He is our righteousness. The hunger and thirst that we hunger for uh, righteousness is the same hunger and thirst that we uh, that we should have for the Lord Himself. It's 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 the same thing. Paul understood this. He said in one place uh, that he was the chief of sinners. He understood his position. But in another place, he says, "I want to know Him. I, I want to be. I want to know Him more intimately. I I I, I want to, to be close to Him. To to be, to know Him in the power of His resurrection. Uh, to know Him in the fellowship of His sufferings and, and being conformable unto His death. Uh, he wants to know Him intimately. There is something wrong in your Christian life. You are sick, and you don't. If you don't have an intense desire, a, a hunger, a thirst for more of Jesus. Sick person can can be pretty sick, and 
And, and, and when they start getting their appetite back, that's a positive sign. That's a positive sign. Uh, that's encouraging. Uh, when they start asking for their favorite food, that is encouraging to everyone around. Uh, they're getting better. I, I want you to understand that you are spiritually sick if you do not have an appetite for more of Jesus. A dead man doesn't hunger. But if you have life, if you have a healthy spiritual life, you can't help but want more of Jesus. This past week, how much of your hunger and thirst was towards Jesus? This past week, you may say, I had a hectic schedule. I had meetings to prepare for. Some of my co-workers were on vacation and I had to, I had to extra work to cover, cover them. And it was busy. The kids got started back in school this week and, and I had to take care of things. I had errands to do. Uh, and, and, and on and on, we have our excuses. When a person is hungry and thirsty, they're not going to complain about the, the, uh, the setting of the table, the wilted flour, the chip on the china. Or the tablecloth that's wrinkled. Uh, that, that, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're focused on one thing. And that's satisfying the hunger and the thirst. That's what they're focused on. The problem is we're not desperate enough. We move beyond our little circle of life. and To move beyond that circle of life and to seek Jesus. You'll never be filled until everything else becomes secondary. Secondary in your life. What's important? The hungering and thirsting after Jesus needs to become primary in your life. Jesus has talked about hunger that we experience. He has talked about holiness that we are, are to exhibit. And thirdly, I want us to see real quickly uh, the happiness that we can enjoy. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Have you ever been spiritually satisfied? Have you ever wondered, there's got to be more? There must be something wrong. I don't feel the satisfaction. I don't feel I'm getting all that I should be getting. Jesus is saying, when you're hungry for Jesus, you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. You will be filled. I'm convicted today of how little I've hungered and thirsted for God. Uh, you know, maybe you're thinking of your life and you see others around you and it seems like um, they're growing, they're getting stronger, and, and uh, I hope you don't look at them and say, well, keep on going, maybe you'll catch up, catch up to me. If anybody catches up with me, get up, catches up to you, it's, it's your, your fault. You, if you've been in the Lord long enough, you should have been growing all along. And it's a shame to have somebody to catch up with you. To always be seeking the Lord is what we should be. The spiritual life should be getting longer. God's working in their lives and, and you say, what about me? I'm not happy. Jesus said, blessed we called that word, we talked about that word makarios as they named the island of Cyprus, the Greek culture did. 
because it brought happiness, it brought fulfillment, it brought contentment. Happy are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you ready to hunger and thirst for Jesus? Are you ready to let Jesus be the priority in your life? There may be someone here today that has a hunger and don't know what it's for. Don't know why. They can't explain it. You just know that there's something out there. God put that hunger in you. And that hunger is a desire to find Him. To seek and find Him. You may be searching in wrong places, trying to satisfy yourself, trying to satisfy that life. But you'll never find that satisfaction until you find Jesus. And Jesus promised that when you find Him, He's going to fill you. Maybe you're here and you've been saved for a while and you just feel stagnant. You just feel like God's forgotten you. You don't feel close like you used to. Jesus is saying to that person, hunger and thirst after righteousness or hunger and thirst after Jesus. The reason why you feel stagnant, you feel nothing, is because you're too preoccupied with satisfying your own desires instead of satisfying the will of God in your life. And if you find yourself in that way direction today, I invite you to come as we uh, have a musician uh, come to get ready for an invitation. Um, what will... What does the Lord have you to do? What does He want wish for you to do today? Uh, does He want you to make a decision to trust Jesus as His Savior? Does He want you to make a decision to dedicate your life to the Lord so that you might live a life that's, uh, that's in tune and in step with the will of God? What has He spoken to you about this morning?